Hi, my name is Jennifer Keller. I'm the Customer Success Manager at the Activate Company. I want to welcome you to the fifth episode of our multi-part dealer best practice series, Turning Inspections into Cash. In this series, you'll hear from Case IH, New Holland, and Case Construction Equipment Dealers about the unique ways that they are using digital inspections to improve customer satisfaction and generate more parts and service business for their dealerships. In this episode, you'll hear from David Orr, General Manager, James Hunter and Greg Holland, Branch Service Managers, and Tammy Hall, Finance Director at Intermountain New Holland, to learn how Intermountain New Holland has generated significant additional revenue for their dealership by implementing creative ways to incentivize their employees to perform quality inspections and build a culture of co-equipment management with their customers. Their incentive programs include a combination of contests, gains, and performance-based paycheck bonuses, with their last inspection contest generating an additional $70,000 of parts and service revenue for their dealership. Intermountain New Holland represents New Holland Ag, New Holland CE, Rhino, Makita, and Westfield Brands with two locations in Idaho. Their headquarters is in Twin Falls, Idaho. We've got two branches, one in Twin Falls, Idaho, and one in Hayburn, Idaho. Uh, Twin Falls, Idaho being our headquarters, our, our main main store. We really were drawn to ASAP because we wanted to increase our revenue was our number one reason. Um, we had an understanding that during the winter months, if we were to go out and do these inspections on all these units we were working on during the busy season, we could bounce back to those um, issues found in the inspections and have winter work. So that, that was our number one reason. Um, the second one probably was we wanted a record of the recommended repairs on units when we took them in on trade, if they've done that work, those type of things. I think it's still the same objective. That that trade-in, you know, that value that they've done the work, we've got the history on the machine, has certainly become a little more important than it was in the beginning. It was raise the revenue, give us some work for the winter for sure. We're doing a lot of service inspections. We're doing the full inspection. I don't get a lot of in-and-out inspections, mostly service. Well, we're doing the 20-point inspection. We're doing the, the full-service inspection that has all the different points you check. We go over it from front to back to uh, do any kind of repairs that could be done at all. I think the guys are just sticking to the one. They're doing the full the the service inspection. This is the one I've told them to stick to because it's a little bit more detailed. But, yeah, that's that's what they're doing. We do it every time we have eyes on the machine, unless it's a, a you know a new machine or a, something where it's not necessary. We do it every time we look at the machine. We actually started a, a profit sharing bonus program this year, and one thing that the only stipulation our owner put on it is that 85% of work orders that go through our service shop have to have an inspection, and if they don't, then they void their their profit sharing bonus for the year. We have a set of goals that they have to reach to get, you know, to, to get 100% of the bonus, but that is the only stipulation he put on the bonus. The rest is up to the managers. He said there will be 85% um, ASIP inspections done. He really believes in your program. We also pay, um, I believe, James, correct me if I'm wrong, they have to find at least three issues on an inspection to get paid, but they get $5 per inspection. And then the service manager gets 2% of any repair that comes out of the inspection and the technician gets 1%. I, I think I just, uh, you know, asked around to find out what other dealers were doing to get some ideas. Um, 
and, and tried to build the program the best that we could. We we also used the program that we got from you for the March Madness, the basketball um, tournament, and gave. Actually, we gave a trip to. It's going to be Orlando, Florida this year, for the uh, technician who brought in the most monies from ASIP inspections during that period of time. So just like a traditional basketball game, our game consists of four quarters, each quarter two weeks long. And then we post the dates of the quarters and the, that the results will be posted a week later. Um, and there's two ways to score points. Each work order open during the game has that has a tw at least a 20-point inspection will be worth one point. For the win money, if it if the work order is uh, the win money is a zero to a thousand, they get one point for a free throw. If it's a thousand to three thousand, they get two points for a dunk, and three thousand and higher is a three-pointer. But beware, they can also lose points. Every work order without a 20-point inspection will lose one point. Um, and then they also we reminded them that they get the five dollars per inspection uh, with a one percent and the 2% going to the managers. And then they also had the opportunity for their team to win a Carhartt jacket this year. And then the MVP won something also. So so the, uh, the total earned to win money was uh, right under 70,000. Uh, we ended at 69,863.23 with almost another 10,000 pending. Um, Mick, the, the all-star, if you will, brought in almost 31,000 by himself. And that was on doing 130 inspections. So the conversations I've had with Greg and James have been more centered around um, more specific inspections per unit. So if we're doing a chopper, it's relative to a chopper. If we're doing a, a round baler, it's relative to a round baler. Um, instead of checking these box, these boxes that, you know, well, engine, powertrain, axles, final drives on a round bather, it's just not going to be on the inspection. Um, that's just our team working with you, Jennifer, to get those inspections narrowed down. Um, mm -hmm. And then I think the other thing that we, you know, if we can get um, ASIP to work effectively with DIS, which I know you guys have got going, um, that's been a huge success for us as well to eliminate the redundancy within the, the inspection process. Um, because early on there was that that lag to where we had to you had to put this the information into ASIP then you had to turn around and put the same information into a work order within DIS so I think that's cured now I don't think it I don't, right on your end Jennifer it's in the works yeah it's in the works so so I think if we can get that part of yeah. it to where we're not doing the redundancy of the process it's going to be more user friendly um, and then I think too there uh we haven't really accepted it or done a ton of them on the sales side. So I think hopefully by the end of this year, um, that'll become more habit forming for my people and on the sales end and, and be a little more efficient. It absolutely has had a, uh, an impact on our customer satisfaction. We have customers that, that ask for the inspection specifically. So even if a tech forgets to, to get the inspection, customers will ask for them but uh, yeah, it, it makes them feel better that we've looked over everything and, and them knowing that they're not going to have downtime. We have work orders right now from from inspections that were probably done in September or October. We have machines in our shop right now. 
I think that there's going to be an instance where, you know, if you could text a guy a picture that your guy took and said, hey, look, this is what we found. It's, you know, pictures are a thousand words, right? It's easy to see. It's easy to notice. Um, the one thing we do have is like uh, with Greg and James, they, 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 ha they have a lot of confidence or their customers have a lot of confidence with them. So it's not we don't have a lot of finger pointing of, well, is that really leaking or is that really that way? I mean, most of our guys are in their equipment, you know, or around their equipment daily. So I, I think it would help if you were working with, you know, that let's say we had a big farmer up here that had a, a, a big ranch down in Utah and or he had a big ranch in Utah and we had a farm up here that he bought hay from. And I, I think it just makes it a little easier. But I can't think of a instance. Um, it might help Greg a little or, or James when they're quoting serial numbers and hours is yeah he's greg says serial number and hours are probably the biggest two picture things that are the best and and didn't greg greg didn't you have an issue where somebody said we broke something and we had a picture that showed it was already broken oh yeah yeah the yeah. handle the f and r handle or something yeah, yeah he had said that we had broke it and then we had a picture of the cab or something that that basically proved that we didn't break it yeah so i mean yeah. that's probably the only one that i can think of where you know, it did pay off, but I think anything like that, you know, the more you eliminate the opportunity, um, it's no different than when that parts guy came in and said, hey, I, I picked the, or I didn't pick those parts up. And we clearly have video of him carrying them from the counter to his truck. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, you did. And once you have those tools in place, um, I just feel like a lot of that conflict or that uh, opportunity for, uh, it, it just goes away, right? I think what it's done is it, it's it's become more consistent um, because I think you with having that list of, a, an, of an actual inspection every machine it makes you really look the machine over um, you know when these guys get busy and they're running long hours and long days and uh, you know I think stuff starts to kind of blend together where when you've got that ASIP and that inspection and the pictures and all of a sudden you can I think it's just like taking notes in a notebook right except it's a little more digital versus just a pen and a paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I Greg, Greg says he feels like it really helps the younger guys too, um, from a standpoint of understanding what they're looking for and what yeah. to look for, look at during that inspection. And, um, that's his, his, uh, opinion. I'm not saying it's wrong. That sounded worse, but that's not what I meant. That was his comment. Sorry. That was his comment. It just puts a pen and a paper down to it. That's really fast that can say, Hey, look, this is what we found. What do you want to do? And, and it gives Greg and, and I think James the opportunity to say, Hey, this can wait or Hey, this needs done now um, before you get into potato harvest or into grain harvest. Um, and then I think on the winter inspection side, um, it really shows, how much wear and tear is on a machine before you know when we're down when we don't have anything to do um you know whether we go out for a hydraulic leak in the middle of july when they're harvesting to say hey look we fixed the leak but we found this this and this have pretty good wear on them by the time you're done this year you're going to need to you need to do something so um you know for for our business choppers and combines are huge inspection opportunities they're huge parts bills huge service bills um, you know, and, and we're slowly seeing it on hay tools, but, um, you know, we just have a higher population of choppers and combines than we do hay tools out right now. James, didn't you just say you had a couple of things just come in last week from when you went out to that gentleman? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We have two combines in right now. 
where we did inspections in September or October and told the guy this needs attention as soon as we can get to it. You know, it can wait until the end of winter, but uh, we have several big work orders right now. You know, because I, I really feel like if these guys are doing quality inspections, that that's a no-brainer. We should be having a win. You're not going to have a win on every inspection, right? But but a lot of these machines are old. They're used. They've got hours on them, and it's it's not hard to find one thing wrong on every unit. And so I think, you know, the, the one instance that came to mind is uh, James went out and did a bunch of uh, appraisals with, with Corey. And when did you do all those John Deere's, James? Yeah, it was probably September. So, I, I mean, it's easy to find those inspections and find those problems. Um, I think the one thing that's I feel is really shown for us is it's easy to point out problems for customers. It's easy to find work for customers. It's a lot harder to get them to pay the bill to fix it. And the big thing that we found has worked is is you give those guys that list of stuff that needs done and it's like, hey, look, you can change the air filter. You can change the cab filter. You can do that stuff yourself, but we're here. We're in it. Let's just throw the parts in and be done. And so I think for me or for the company of Intermountain, that's one thing that's worked well for us is uh, the ability for our service managers to upsell that sell, upsell that work, not just, you know, because if we're just going to give the customer a blank list of, of here, this stuff needs done, but we're not going to pursue the sale. What's why are we wasting our time? From a sales standpoint, it's it, I'm not going to say anything's easy. It's a lot easier to sell a guy the first machine he's ever owned, right? You've never you've never drove a new Holland tractor. So look how fancy it is. It's new. It's shiny. It's bright. Oh, man, this is great. It's a lot harder when my service group, if they're poor, they don't perform. I'm not going to sell a second machine or a third machine. Um, you know, so I think that after sales with the parts and service guys are just um, that's where it's going to make the wins. That's where it's going to make a difference. And at the end of the day, um, you know, price is always a sensitive subject for everybody, no matter if it's if it's a, a repair, a part, a sale. On a, on a whole good item. I think what we have to look at is how well am I taken care of? These guys do these inspections. They give me a full list. They know what's wrong with my machines. Um, and I think it gives that comfortability in an industry that's so competitive and so busy. Um, you know, if I can call and tell you or remind you, hey, this, 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 and this need done, uh, it puts your mind at ease at, 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 at what you're trying to achieve in a day knowing that, hey, I know those guys have my best interest at heart and they're not just they're not just doing work for no reason. So so Greg Greg made the comment um, it's easier for the technicians as far as getting accurate model serial number hours um, that type of information because you're just taking a picture of it. You don't have to you don't worry about transposing a number or writing down the wrong hour meter. Uh, so that's been a huge I, I think maybe more of an easier thing for the service manager to where, you know, we may get the service call, but we don't know the serial number. Well, now they can take a picture of it. It sends it to Greg. Greg's got the information or James and it's, it's correct. I, I think from an accounting standpoint, what I like to see is it's a nice clean instead of getting oil and grease and your soda on top of your paperwork and then you can't read it. Um, I think it, it, it's just, it's cleaning up that whole process. I know Greg might argue with me because he still likes hard copies, but it, it's, it's, we're trying to eliminate that. So everything is clean and it doesn't get damaged or lost or 
or destroyed. I think it's just like David said, it it puts us above and beyond. It's that little extra bit that we're willing to go for a customer. Gives them peace of mind. Yeah, I, 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 you know, again, to reiterate what James said, I, I think it just gives that customer that that little extra effort that, you know, at, at, at first I kind of felt like we're, we're almost pushing, um, pushing more work. But once you get past the fact that that customer realizes that you're, you're there for their best interest and that interest is uptime, I think guys get a little more accepting to, uh, hey, these guys are truly looking out for what's best for me and my equipment and my, my, my business. And I think it helps become more of a partnership to where it's not just, hey, they're just trying to sell me something, but it's truly, hey, we're here to care about what you've got going and to keep you up and running, to keep you efficient, to keep your machines in the ground. Um, you know, not that haha, we're right, but look, we told you that needed fixed, you know, and really, I, I think even those instances that it happens, there's nobody to be mad at. It's not, well, why didn't you tell me? We did tell you. You chose not to fix it. It's down. They know, dang it, I should have done that. But, um, and I think again, as that process starts to build, those four instances go away because after a while they're going, ah, just fix it. And, you know, I, I know in both stores, we have customers that just say, fix it. You know, I'm a, I'm a quoter. I love quotes. I love saying, hey, this is what it's going to cost. But at the end of the day, you have, you know, I think Inner Mountain with James and Greg have got that relationship to where they can look at a customer and say, these things need done. And our customers trust that that's what we're doing. It's not, we're not upselling them. We're not gouging them. We're not fixing stuff that doesn't need fixed. Um, but we're truly going after the root, the root problem of uptime. And in this industry, that is what kills us is uptime. It's, it's not, it's not anything else. It's, you know, your parts can be $10,000, but if I have you up and running in an hour, you know, that bill doesn't matter because you got me running and I'm back to, you know, whether it's a chopper with 20 trucks in the field and a, and a pit tractor not running, you know, once that machine drops, no matter what leg of the operation it is, that, that operation becomes unsturdy. And so if we can keep every leg working, you know, it, it, things just go smooth. I, I think for us, what was it, Tammy? 18 months? I mean, that we, that we paid for the program before we actually started using it? Yeah, we, we, so we, because we had turnover on our management, we were actually paying for AFIP before we were utilizing it. And I think that's why our owner is so adamant now that it will be used because he wanted us to use it and it just didn't happen because management was struggling to learn their positions and teach their techs and it was kind of put on the back burner. But once he, you know, once that kicked in, it started to pay off. It just took us a while to get it up and rolling the way it should be utilized. You know, I think, I think in, in, in all honesty, when we really started putting the, the, the pressure on our teams to use the program, um, there was bucking from all, all systems from, from myself to the service managers, to the technicians. And really, you know, Tammy kind of was probably the ramrod of the whole thing, um, but it came down to, hey, we're gonna buy tablets. That's gonna make it easier for the guys versus a smartphone. Um, we just felt like a tablet fit better. It was easier to use than trying to type on these little phones. And and so once we, once we really started putting it into effect, I would tell you within 30 to 45 days, um, 
you know, basically as soon as you turn in that inspection and you, you make that first upsell, like it's, it's almost instantaneous, but it just takes a little bit of time to get um, everybody rocking and rolling. And I wouldn't tell you it's the older guys. I wouldn't tell you it's the younger guys. I just think that in the beginning, they feel like, hey, this takes 15 minutes. Uh, that's 15 minutes I could bend into diagnosing or I could be changing the hose or I could be doing all of that stuff. So we've kind of improvised that a little bit to where, you know, when we've got a customer down situation, um, maybe we get the guy up and running and, and we go back and we hit some of those notes. Um, I would tell you on the machines that we see, uh, you know, like I would say on our dairies or during combining or during, you know, harvest of corn, I think when you're on those machines multiple times in a week, that inspection gets pretty quick because you, you, you've, you've looked at that same machine four times in, in four days. But I think on the other hand, when you, you're only at a machine, you know, once every six months, I think that inspection really becomes vital because um, it's like anything. I can drive by or drive into our yard every single day and not see a flat tire. And then some, some customer walks and goes, hey, you guys got a flat tire. Well, you get so used to seeing that same problem every day that you don't notice it's a problem. For, for the calendar year of 2020, we ended at $223,900. I think that's, that's, I mean, it has nothing to do with incremental. You put $200,000 to anybody's business line, they're going to notice it. Two, also, do you think those are repairs we would have normally had without the ASIP? But I feel there might have been, a, you know, a, a small amount of that, but the majority, the bulk of it was definitely upsell. Well, I think, too, the easy, the easy indicator for us, at least at Intermountain in 2020, January and February were rough. 2020, January and February, going into March, uh, that first quarter was difficult. And I think 2021, you know, you ask your shops, hey, where are we at? What kind of lead time are we at? And you start kicking that data out there. You walk in the shops, they're full. Guys are busy. Um, it's easy to see. It's it's not incremental. I mean, we've, we've got work going right now that that we haven't had for the last couple of years. So I think it's paying off. I think, you know, as you start to build a database of email addresses for customers that you can communicate those to um, effectively and, and fast, um, I think, you know, putting that information in front of them, all of these guys are busy. Phone calls, you know, I'm one of them. I hate phone calls. You get 400 of them a day. And the last thing you want to do is have somebody call you and say, hey, I need more money out of you. And so I think when you can send them those emails and it, when they're sitting at home at night, you know, they kick those emails open, look over the stuff. And I think it, it will continue to build the business because you continue to build that trust with those customers and that relationship. Um, that inspection is going to become more and more valuable. And it's like any database, right? The more information I can put in, the longer I work on your tractor, we can see trends. We can see that, hey, this has continually gotten worse. We probably need to address it. Um, and it also is going to help our customers to be able to look at it. When we go to trade a machine in, from the inspection standpoint, I can see the upsells. I can see the trend of the upsell or, or where we've done more and more work on a machine that we can kick back to, you know, whether it's Greg or James can kick to the salesman and say, hey, dude, we've dumped like 20 grand into this tractor in the last two years. And then that gives us an upsell to go out and try to, you know, trade them out of a unit. But again, that's time and, and, and the only way you're going to get it is by doing inspections for a year and a half, two years on a machine to where you can really start getting some solid data to a guy and, and track it, where in the past we've just repaired it as they've called. So um, I, I think, you know, over the next couple of years, uh, I think that database will just continue to get stronger and stronger. And 
and create more revenue from the whole good to the to the service department. I think I think the reward program, Tammy, uh, you tell me if I'm wrong. I, I think I think, uh, you know, those little things, those little games and gimmicks that we played in the beginning, I think really gave uh, the, the boost to the pro- to the process. Um, and then I think not stopping those. I think, you know, uh, the more you can reward your employees in 2020 and 21 and 22 and 23, I think the more those guys will appreciate what you're trying to do for them. Um, at the end of the day, it's easy to sit here and say, hey, I'm the boss, you're going to do this. Um, but we're not a culture that wants to say, hey, this is how it's done. It's this is how we do it. It becomes the, the behavior of the company. When we play these games with the with the technicians and the rewards, the announcements of who is ahead and who's winning and who's created revenue for the business and how much is sent to the whole store and all employees. I mean, it gives them some good recognition. And then I'm sure it doesn't hurt to see that little extra bump each paycheck with their inspections and their win money and, you know, those type of things. Well, I know for my guys, it helps out in the wintertime. Like Clyde's doing work off of inspections now. In the wintertime, we don't have a lot of overtime, but it's kind of nice to get that extra couple hundred dollars on a paycheck. They, they look forward to it. I know they do. Thanks for taking the time to listen to episode five of our Turning Inspections into Cash podcast. We'll be releasing a new episode every other week. In episode six, we'll be talking to Dan Jansen, VP of Product Support at Miller Bradford, to learn how they use their five and five inspection program to generate a significant amount of parts and service revenue each year. The goal of their inspection program is to find five things in five minutes on every machine they have eyes on using a completely blank inspection form with no pre-specified items to check. If you want to learn more about how we can help your dealership turn inspections into cash, you can call me, Jennifer Keller, at 406-880-4545 or email me at jennifer at theactivatecompany.com.